Welcome to MSTAR students. We are glad you are joining for today's message. For more information about the ministry, visit our Instagram page and search MSTAR students. Now here's today's message. 2,000 years ago, in Israel, there was darkness, not just a physical darkness, but a spiritual darkness that was taking place. In physical time, the Roman Empire had conquered the land, and also in a spiritual sense, in the hearts of men, was wickedness, evil, and corruption. And during this time, there were people who were losing hope. There were people who were doubting. There were people who said, where is the Messiah? God, where are you? We haven't heard from you in 400 years. And reigning on His throne in all of His grace and His glory and honor, He looks down and He sees what is going on during this time. And with mercy in His eyes, He steps down humbly from His throne. And He comes to a dark place. As a baby boy in a manger where, where there's nothing but dirt, there's nothing but smells of animals. And He says, I have come. I, Jesus Christ, have come to be the light and the dark that you guys are trying to run away from. Let's pray. Father God, I thank You for tonight, Lord. I thank You for every individual that is here tonight, Lord. God, we come to You humbly, coming to Your Word. Holy Spirit, I pray that You just speak through me right now, Lord God. I don't want it to be my words, and I don't want it to be my show, but I want to give all the glory and honor to You right now, Jesus. God, with Your mercy and Your grace upon us, You step down from a throne to bring joy back into our hearts, to reveal the darkness that, re- that surrounds us. And You call us, Lord God, to step away, to run away from that darkness, to walk in step with Your light, Lord God. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that You work in all of our lives here tonight, Lord God. And we're going to give You the glory and the praise what will happen here this evening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, so last week we started our series, The Perfect Gift. And I mentioned that there are four authors to what we call the Gospel Messages. Who remembers those four authors? Shout it out. Right, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And last week, we we looked at Luke, and we looked at what it means to be a witness by looking at the life surrounding John the Baptist. Tonight, we're going to look at the author John, who is one of Jesus' twelve inner circles. And John mentions, and he also quotes Jesus, saying that he is the light. Here's some scriptures that say this. John chapter 1, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John 1.9 The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Jesus said the following, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. 
Jesus again said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Again, Jesus said, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. I have come into the world, Jesus says, as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Now, if you're a numbers guy like me, 16 times just in those passages alone, the word light is referenced. And maybe you're like me, when you read those scriptures, you're thinking, Jesus, what, what do you mean by you are this light? And we're going to answer that question in a little bit, but before we answer that question, we need to define what light is and we need to define what darkness is. Now first, light is defined as something that makes vision possible. Light is defined as something that makes vision possible. So let me give you an example. Anthony, can you turn the lights off behind you for a minute? Thank you. All right. So pretty dark in here, right? And maybe you're like me. When, and it's dark like this. You really can't see what's on the paper. Now I'm going to take my cell phone in the flashlight setting and have that light visible to this paper so I can see what's on here. Anthony, you can turn the, the lights. Thanks. <laughs> See, what Jesus is saying, as the light of the world, Jesus makes things visible in the darkness. As the light of the world, Jesus makes things, dark, makes things visible in the darkness. And at this time, Jesus is painting a picture of not just a physical darkness, but a spiritual darkness that all of us deal with, which is called sin. So let me give you an example of something... Like sin. So, for example, if you are dealing with anger issues, let's say you wake up every morning and you're angry. You're angry the moment you wake up and the moment you go to bed. You're so angry that any person that just says hi to you, you want to bite their face off. Listen, some people get. It's not. Maybe not. Anyway. Or maybe, okay, maybe you won't bite their face, but you'll punch them in the face. All right? Let's, let's use that. Maybe you're so angry that there's so much division that you don't even want to talk to your parents. You don't want to talk to your family. And you're causing division everywhere. See, when you come to know Christ, when you follow the light of Christ, He will share with you where that anger is coming from. See, we just don't walk around angry. Maybe you do. I don't, I don't know. But like, there's always a reason for anger. And that's just anger. Maybe you're someone who, who lies all the time. You lie about where you're going, what you want to do, the next best thing that you didn't get but you really want, but you're saying you got it anyways. Whatever that is, when we walk with Christ, He can reveal that dark sin that's going in our lives. But here's... Here's what I think can be tough for some people. It's very easy for the light of Jesus to reveal the darkness. But it's another thing to either accept 
what is being revealed and do something about it. See, Jesus reveals that sin, but you're either going to accept it and be like, okay, I'm going to do something about it, or you're going to reject that and say, I'm going to still walk in this darkness. Who was here last week? All right. Remember when we talked about the differences between walking in the flesh and walking in the spirit? For those who weren't here, I'm going to reread again Galatians 5, 19 to 21, but I'm going to use the Message Bible, which I don't usually do often. But this is what Paul is saying when it comes to walking in the flesh, what it looks like to walk in the flesh. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex. A stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage. Frenzied and joyless grabs of happiness. Trinket gods. Magic show religion. Paranoid loneliness. Cutthroat competition. All-consuming yet never satisfied wants. A brutal temper. An impotence to love or to be loved. Divided homes and divided lives. Small-minded and lopsided pursuits. The vicious habits of depersonalizing everyone into a rival. Uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions. Ugly parodies of community. See, when we want to walk in the light of Jesus Christ, we don't want anything to do with walking in the dark of what we just read. Say again, when we want to walk in the light, when we're committing to follow the light of Christ, we don't want anything to do with that darkness. John actually wrote a letter to a church in Ephesus, and he said the following, This message we have heard from him, and proclaim to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we, this is a key point. If you don't get anything else, I want you to focus on this sentence right here. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. See, John is reminding us three things when it comes to just the basics. The basics of Christian living. I think in today's world, there's so much information and we can either really dumb it down or we can really complicate things. Let's just meet somewhere in the middle where we actually know what's going on. John says, keep it basic in three ways. Number one, understand doctrine. Understand true doctrine. The second thing is to live obediently. And the third is to be faithfully devoted to God. The basics of a Christian life, just the basics, is to understand the doctrine. I mean, understanding the true doctrine of what God is saying in His Word. But we're not just hearers of the Word. We're going to obey and live out what Christ is calling us to do. And to be faithfully devoted to God. Some of you here right now may be thinking, Mike, I claim to be a Christian, and I may not be doing everything, and I tend to walk more towards the dark than the light. Are you saying I'm not a Christian? I'm lying? I'm not saying you're lying. But God is. 
I'm, I'm just relaying a message. Do you really think? I, I remember reading these passages and convicting me, and I'm like, I, do I really? Yes. We all at times have things that we need to work on. But the other thing is, if we're saying we're one thing and we're doing another, we're really being a false witness for who Christ is. Our testimony doesn't line up with what we're saying if our actions don't match up. And here's the thing, if we're habitually still living in the dark while to claim we have the light as John says, and what God is saying is, we are liars. And that, that to me is a scary thing because Jesus also says this. There are many out there who are going to claim, Jesus, I did everything in your name. When the final judgment comes, I did everything in your name. I prophesied, I preached, I did these works all in your name. And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. So it's not so much more of just claiming from your mouth, but not stepping in line with the light. It's a heart thing. It's a transformation thing. As Christians, we never become sinless, but we are transformed by the Holy Spirit to sin less. Do you get the difference? We don't become sinless, but we learn to sin less. We, when, we hold, when the Holy Spirit gets a grab a hold of you, Well, let's talk to me personally. When the Holy Spirit got a hold of me, and every time I sinned, or I'm starting to walk through this process called sanctification, I would cry. I would cry my eyes out when I had to confess the sin of pride. When I had to confess and try to overcome, through the help of Christ, a sin of lust, a sin of anger. Whatever that would be. I would be so, God, I want to be in your glory. I want to be in your honor. I want to do everything that praises you. I don't want anything to do with this darkness. And we need, as followers of Christ, if you are saying you are a follower of Christ, we need to get to that point as well. Maybe right now you're going through some struggles. I get it. Like I said, we're not going to be perfect. But there are things you know in your life where you're like, God, I need your help right now. And as believers, maybe some of you right now, you're in places that are so dark, you're like, I don't even know if I want to do this. Let me give you a quick story. There's a teenage girl named Marcy. I don't know if you guys know Marcy or not, but there's a teenage girl named Marcy. And one day, she, she is having a conversation with her pastor and the pastor's wife. And she says, Pastor, I can't do this anymore. I can't go to this school anymore. I'm the only Christian there. Things are so dark. I don't want to be here. I'm getting made fun of. People are picking on me. I don't want to be at this school. And a matter of fact, I don't know if I want to be a Christian. And so the pastor leans back and he's like, Marcy, let me ask you a question. Where are light bulbs placed? And Marcy gives this dumbfounded look like, what does this have anything to do with what I just said? I just told you, my life is a mess, I don't want to be at school, and I may not want to be a Christian anymore. Pastor goes, I I hear what you're saying, Marcy, I really, really do. But let me ask you, where are light bulbs placed? And so Marcy ponders on it, she thinks about it, and she says, well, I guess they're placed in dark places. And the pastor said, you're right. They are placed in dark places. And here's what I want to let you know, Marcy. It's that God has put you in that dark place 
so you could be a light to those people. It is your responsibility to be a light and not be infiltrated by the darkness. And at that point, it clicked for Marcy. It clicked for her. And at that point, after talking with the pastor and his wife, he, she resolved to say, I'm going to go back into school with a different mindset, with a different commitment, saying, Jesus, I'm going to reflect your light. I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to glorify you, to show people who you are. And because of that commitment for the rest of her school year, Marcy was able to lead people to the light of Christ. Nine of them, in fact. So here's, here's what I'm saying when it comes to the light of Christ. He came to save us. And those who have been saved by Christ, who have put their whole trust and belief in Christ and are walking obedient to Him, we need to recognize we can't save others. We can't be the Holy Spirit. I, I'll be honest, that's, that's one of my struggles. Pride gets in the way and I want to be like, it's all me, it's, it's not... It's all Jesus. It's all what He does in His glory and honor. But here's the thing. The light of Jesus illuminates our situations so we can joyfully share what God is doing in and around us. And so, we're going to close here. We're not going to small groups tonight. We're going to do a night of prayer. But before we get to that, I want to talk to three Three specific groups of people tonight. I, I first want to talk to a group that may be seeking. I'm going to call you guys the seekers. Maybe you're living in darkness right now where you're, you're, you're lying all the time. Maybe you're angry all the time. Maybe you want to be in control of things. Maybe there's some drug addiction. Maybe there's, there's uh, lust addiction, a drinking addiction. I, I don't know what those sins may be. And you're just like, oh, I'm sick and tired of being sick and, of being sick and tired. I don't want to live in this dark anymore. I've tried so many different things, but nothing seems to satisfy me. I always keep coming back to this sin or these particular sins. I don't know where to go anymore. I want to let you know that Jesus Christ is the only light that is going to help you not just reveal what's going on, but help you run away from the darkness. So there's, that's one group, the seekers. And the second group I want to talk to are, and I hate to say it, and well, actually, I don't, I don't, whatever. The second group is fakers, or posers, as Rachel said. Maybe you hear those scriptures from John when he says that if we say one thing, but we're still living in darkness, we're liars, and you realize that was convicting. That was, that, that's me right now where I, I'm proclaiming these things for Christ, but yet the fruits of the Spirit are even showing. And you're like, God, I, I repent. I, I ask for forgiveness. God, I, I, I humbly come to you at your throne and say, I want to be all in. I, I don't want to play in the kiddie pool anymore. I want to jump in. And then for the third group, the, the believer, the one who says, yeah, I'm all in for Christ. And maybe you're like Marcy. Maybe you're in a tough situation. Maybe you're at home. 
And you're the only one right now as a kid who believes in Christ. And you go home and you, your parents are making fun of you. Maybe your parents aren't even all in, in effect. And you're like, it's dark going home. Or maybe you're out of school. Or maybe you're in a class where you feel like you are the only Christian. Or extracurricular activity. You've, you've named the place. And you feel like Marcy right now. You're like, I, I want to stop. I, I may not even want to be a Christian anymore. I, I don't know. We're going to take time to pray for all of you tonight. And so you're going to see around the room, there's three different stations. you got one in the back. you got one here to the side. And then there's going to be me and some leaders up here at the altar. And tonight, we're just going to pray. We're just going to pray. We're, we're going to pray against our sins and ask for forgiveness of our sins and confess what may be holding us down tonight. We're, we're going to pray and ask and seek God to help us in, in, in certain situations in our life. And, and what I want to see happen tonight, I, I personally believe tonight is going to be an upper room experience that we saw in Acts chapter 2. And if you don't know what that is, let me explain a little bit. After Jesus came to this earth, lived a perfect life, died for our sins, rose three days later, and before he ascended back into heaven, he told his disciples, listen, I want you to go out in all the nations and start baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But before you do that, I need you to wait. And I need you to pray. Because I'm going to send a helper called the Holy Spirit who is going to equip and guide you to be my disciples. Because Jesus is preparing them. He's saying, you can't do this on your own. It is me who is going to work through you, through the helper of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to do. Because to be honest, let me just be honest with you. As we're closing 2019 and going to 2020, I'm really excited, but I'm also scared. There are mountains that I want to see God move that I'm asking Him to move, that means I need to go deeper. That means the leaders, we need to go deeper in our, in our walk with the Lord. That means we have to be humble and confess things that are maybe holding us back. Listen, we've got a great community here right now. I'm so excited. And I'm excited for the new people that are here. Who have This is your first time. I'm so glad that you're here. And I hope you come join us next week when we have the, the, the elephant party and going into the new year as well. Christmas party and elephant party. Yes, we're bringing, we're bringing elephants to Morningstar, all right? Uh, just kidding. We're not. We're, we're, next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, so here's what we're going to do now. We're going to have some of our student leaders and, and, and the rest of the volunteer leaders, if you want to go to the different stations or come up to the altar, help pray. We're, we're going to pray. We're going to seek God in this time. And no one's going to know about it. What is said is going to happen up here. You you know, you have leaders, you have peers that you can trust and say, I'm dealing with this. No judgment here. No condemnation here on you. We want to help you. I think sometimes there is so much uh, condemnation in regards to the sins that we actually want to pray for you and actually see healing happen here tonight. So with all eyes closed and heads bowed, I'm going to lead us in prayer. 
And then wherever the Spirit leads you, wherever you want to go, even if it means just staying in your chair for a little bit, I I don't know. But I want us to go in. I want us to be all in for Christ tonight. So God, we, we, we just come to You right now, God. God, we seek You. God, I pray and confess my sins of wanting to be in control, God. I confess my sins of pride in thinking that I should get the glory, God, when in reality it's all you, God. It's all, all about you and your kingdom. God, I pray over this community, this next generation of believers right now, God. God, you're raising them up, God. And I pray this generation puts my generation and the other generations to shame, God. I pray that they seek you with all their hearts and their souls, that they love you, that they dive into your word, into your love letter, God. And God, as we go into this new year, God, we want to see mountains move. I want to see mountains move. I want to see students in here, God, who love you, who are bold for you, God, who will have the confidence to to go out and witness to those in their families, in their schools, in, in areas that they're at, Lord God, that they're not afraid of man, they're not afraid what other people will say, and they're all in for you, God. And God, I pray for someone in here who who doesn't know you right now, who is seeking, he's going, he or she is going through a tough time right now, God. I pray that through the power of the Holy Spirit, God, that they just listen to what is being said. And they may not get it, they may not understand it, but they're like, "I, I want Jesus, I want this light, I don't want to be in this darkness anymore. God, we give you the praise as we go into this time of worship, of prayer to you, God. We humbly seek you, God. Holy Spirit, be here tonight, Lord God. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We hope you're encouraged and equipped by this message. For more messages like these, download the Spotify app and search MSTAR Students Ministry. Have a great week, and we hope you join us again.